Hallelujah. You deserve it, Lord. My hallelujah belongs to you. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Spirit of the living God, have your way. Thank you, Master. Right where we are, everybody. All of the babies in the building. All of the middle-aged people in the building. All of our seniors. Everybody. Teach your children just to say that. If they don't say nothing else today, teach them right there. Whole family, whole family right there. Right there. Come on, 100% participation. You deserve it, Jesus. You deserve it, Lord. Father, have your way in this place on today. Touch like only you can. Heal like only you can. Send your spirit afresh in this place. Lord, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, all of the honor, all the praise. It's in the powerful and the disputed name of Jesus. We pray together and the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. As we are standing to our feet, our scripture today is found in Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 31, Acts 4, verse 31. Hallelujah. Acts 4, verse 31. If we can get that up. If not, we always got the backup. Always bring the word of God with you. Amen. Amen. There it is. Acts 4, verse 31. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. After this prayer, the meeting place was shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Amen. That's enough. And I would just like to use as a sermon topic for Pentecost 2022, immersion. Turn to your neighbor and just simply say one word. Say immersion, immersion, immersion. We're about to experience an immersion today. You may be exceeded in the presence of the Lord. Pentecost Sunday, the word Pentecost is literally refers to a, a number, 50 days after the Passover, it was a Jewish custom uh, to celebrate a variety of festivals. 50 days after the Passover, there will be a celebration of the festival of weeks. But for us to really understand what's happening in our life in 2022, we can't skip over the fact that it was 50 days after the Passover. What was the Passover. The Passover takes us back to a time where the people of God were in bondage. We all can relate to various types of bondage. We can relate to spiritual bondage. We can relate to emotional bondage. We can relate to all types of bondage. And the people of God were in bondage. And God's mission is always to free us from bondage. That ought to be some good news that God has a plan to free you from bondage. And so the plan for the Israelites at the time was to send one to assign a person by the name of Moses to be his spokesperson to tell that old Pharaoh, what did he tell him? Go down, go down, Moses, way down in where? Egypt land and tell that old Pharaoh to do what? Let my people go. Well, the Pharaoh was hard-headed, and to make a long story short, it took a multiple, multitude of plagues uh, before the Pharaoh would let the people go. But it was something about that 10th plague. The Lord said, I'm tired of playing with you, Pharaoh. I've given you enough chances. I want to talk to your enemy right now and tell your enemy that God is saying to him, I'm tired of playing with him. <laughs> I've given you enough chances. And so when God starts moving furniture, y'all know I love to slip that in every, if I can say that every week, I feel so much better. When God starts moving furniture, things shift a little bit different. 
He says, it's been nine. Here's this temple, and this is what it's going to look like. I'm going to send a destroyer, the death angel. I'm going to send him down into the land, and he won't discriminate. He coming to wipe out everything and everybody. Everybody say everybody. He said, but here's the caveat. He said, for those that follow my instructions, as found in Exodus 11, chapter and 12, chapter. He said, I need you to find a perfect lamb, meaning a lamb without blemish. For those that are in the farming industry, you understand that some animals have blemishes. But for this particular assignment, they needed a lamb without blemish. He said, I need you to take this lamb and I need you to sacrifice this lamb. Now watch this. When you sacrifice the lamb, the lamb's blood will be shed, but the lamb's bones won't be broken. God is always up to something. I want to show you something. Many times God gives us a foreshadowing of what he is going to do. Sometimes some of the stuff that you are seeing and experiencing is a foreshadowing of what God is really going to do. And so what is happening here is a foreshadowing of what Jesus would ultimately do. He says, I need you to take a perfect lamb, shed his blood, but don't break his bones. I need you to take a perfect lamb. He's going to be bruised, but he's not going to be broken. I need you to take a perfect lamb and I need you to take his blood and I need you to go and I need you to cover the doorpost, right? I need you to cover it all the way around on the sides and on the top. And when the destroyer comes through, the destroyer is going to destroy everything. But for those whose doorpost is covered by the blood, uh, the uh, destroyer is going to pass over. Aren't you excited about the fact that because of the blood, the destroyer has to pass your house by? Aren't you excited about the fact that no matter what the enemy meant for evil, evil because we are covered in the blood uh, what the enemy meant for evil God can use it for good I wish I had some people on this Pentecost morning who understand the power of the blood maybe you gonna come in with somebody who don't understand it so I need you to testify to them I don't mind if you talk in church but I need you to help them to understand that there is still power in this blood the same blood that kept the Israelites the same blood that kept me it's the same blood that'll keep you. We see it in the New Testament uh, as Jesus reminded us that he was the Passover lamb. I told you it was a foreshadowing. You do know that when Jesus came and he died on the cross, by the way, how many of you are reminded that the crucifixion happened at what time, y'all? The Passover. I told y'all it was that God was just up to something. God intentionally sent Jesus at the time of the Passover. When John saw Jesus, he said, said, behold, there is the Lamb of God. I want to tell you something. He was showing them something special. And when Jesus gave up his life on that resurrection day, I want to tell you that the scripture declares, even though he bled, even though they hung him high and they stretched him wide and he hung his head and for me he died, the Bible says that his bones were not broken. Can I talk to you this Sunday morning and remind you that just like God was able Able to keep that old lamb in the Old Testament. That's like he was able to keep the perfect lamb at the cross. God can keep you whatever you're going through. You may bleed a little bit, uh, but you won't be broken. Uh, I wish I had some folk that can get excited about the fact uh, I may have bled through 2022, uh, but I'm still here. Uh, I may have shared some, 20, some tears last night, uh, but I still got a praise in my spirit. Uh, I need some worshipers uh, to give God some glory because in the midst of it all you made it uh, in the midst of it all it's turning around for you uh, oh they were celebrating the fact that because of the blood the enemy had to pass them over and as we walk through the Bible it was spoken that by Joel the prophet that we hadn't seen anything just yet said when Jesus would come he would pour out his, the spirit of God will be poured out on who, y'all? All flesh. And what would happen? Men would see visions and it would be prophetic utterances. Men and women, for those who thought that God didn't use women. Uh, he, he, he would say the, the spirit of God would be poured out on who, y'all? All flesh. There it is down through 42 generations. Jesus has come and he's kept a promise but he teaches us some important things about the power of the Holy Spirit. The last night before Jesus would be arrested and crucified, the disciples were worried 
Y'all, how many of us are dealing with some type of worry in light of everything that was going on? Even though the Bible told us not to worry, if we'll be honest, we struggle with that thing called worry. So when the disciples were talking about worry, and they was already worried, now Jesus got to leave them. He said, I need you to know something. He said, I'm not leaving you comfortless. The comforter, the paraclete, he's on the way. They didn't really understand it at the time. He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And I want to talk to your trouble today and say, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, you got to believe that he said that he wasn't going to leave you comfortless. I know that you're going through a lot because the world is going through a lot. But if you believe in God, the master said he was not going to leave us comfortless. He promised us the presence. He promised us the power. And he promised us the provision and protection of the Holy Ghost. But he's gave them some marching orders. He said in Acts 1-8, I've got to leave you now. But you have an assignment. Say, I got an assignment. Everybody say, I got an assignment. Everybody in the room say, I got an assignment. He said, you got an assignment, but you are not ready uh, for this assignment until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So what I need you to do, he said, I need y'all to get together and wait on it. Can I talk to somebody right now? There's an assignment on your life. But I wonder if you have enough Holy Ghost within you to do what God has destined you to do. There are too many people, their assignment is real, and you are ready, and you have the heart, right? You have the right heart. You have the right motivation. But do you have enough Holy Ghost? Because these individuals, they had the right heart. They had the right mind. They were fully motivated. For God, they live. But God, for God, they would die. But Jesus said, you ain't got enough Holy Ghost. So he said, wait. And they were there. They were sitting there. Depending on what version of the Bible it talks about, at one point they went into an upper room. My wife told me not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Y'all remember the movie Life? The Upper Room. Okay. They was in the upper room, y'all. And they were praying. Watch this. They were praying in the upper room when suddenly the Spirit of God showed up. The King James Version said it was like a cloven tongue of fire. I want to see if y'all can see this. Because some versions don't use the language cloven tongue. But when you look at it, that word cloven, not something we use, it's essentially saying it was like a, a split tongue. What does that mean? That meant there was only one Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit came into the room and there were 120 people that had an assignment and 120 people that needed the Holy Ghost. It was like, can, can y'all see this in your Holy Spirit imagination? And they said it looked like fire. That's why Psalm were read on Pentecost. They said it, it, it was a shift. And, and when the Holy Spirit came into the room, this cloven tongue, imagine this in your holy, uh, holy imagination, comes into the room and it splits and it touches every person that is in there. It starts to just fall on every shoulder. It just starts to fall on every knee. It just starts to fall on every individual the spirit of the living God this cloven tongue comes into the room and it touches and it falls everywhere it touches it touches this cloven tongue this one spirit falls in the room and it starts to touch and it starts to agree and all of a sudden there's something that's amazing that starts to happen they realize something that the presence of the Lord is in that place now watch this they started speaking in the tongues of the individuals that were gathered 50 days after Passover in celebration of the Festival of Weeks. The Festival of Weeks was a celebration of the fact that God had given them a harvest, right? It was a farming culture. They were celebrating the fact that God had provided for their needs. Reverend Stokes, how often do we celebrate the fact? Do we have any worship services or any experiences just based on the fact that God has met our need? I think we need to go back to that. Believe it or not, guess what, y'all? Let me tell you something. Do y'all know that in, in African-American church culture, revival used to be after what? After the harvest. Literally, they would come in after doing all their work. That's why they would have a fall revival. They would celebrate 
the fact that God had provided for their needs for another season. I wish I had some folk that I know it's been tough, but 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 you still got some crops. And I, I wish I, I know it's been tough, but the but but the God still made a way. I know gas prices high. Can we still have a celebration that God has supplied all of our needs? And even though that was a good thing that they was gathered for, I want to tell y'all something. Every now and then we get together for one thing, but God is up to something else. Celebration is, the Pentecost, is, a, is a celebration of the fact that God kept his promise, but it's also a celebration of the fact that they got together for one thing, but God was up to something else. So they get together, and they hear the 120 in the upper room. <laughs> they see the 120, and they start to hear the 120 speaking their languages. It was people from various countries and nations, and they said, we can hear them and all of them are speaking to us. When God fills you with the Holy Spirit, you ought to have a word for somebody else. That's evidence that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, is that God is giving you something that you can give to somebody else. But many times the world won't understand a move of God. They're not a part of the family just yet. And so sometimes we gotta be careful to help them to understand what God is doing. We can't be critical when, 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 when the people started to question what was happening here. Peter gave an explanation. The question today is, can you give an explanation or are you just critical? In other words, when your family members start coming to stop coming to church, can you give an explanation why they still need the church or are you just critical? Uh, when other folks stop believing in God, can you give an explanation as to why you believe in him or are you just critical? It's, it's easy to be a critic, but it's, it takes a little bit more work to give an explanation. God is saying in 2022, I'm going to give you a double portion so that you can give an explanation because somebody just needs some understanding. If they understood why you lift up holy hands, uh, they would lift up holy hands too. Uh, if they understood why you did your dance, uh, they would do their dance to. Uh, that's why you can't be afraid to tell your testimony. Uh, that's why you can't be afraid to tell your story. Uh, don't be ashamed of your yesterday uh, because God has your tomorrow in his hand. Uh, don't be afraid of your mess ups. Uh, don't be afraid of your misfortunes. Uh, they stand as a testimony uh, that there is no secret uh, to what God can do. Uh, the same way he did it for me, uh, he can do the same thing for you. Uh, God has brought some people in this room out of the jail cell and they will testify so that you know uh, when somebody in your family is going through the system uh, that God has their hand on them. Uh, there are cancer survivors in the room. Uh, there are domestic abuse survivors in the room. Uh, tell your story, woman of God, uh, about how you made it over. Uh, tell your story, man of God, uh, about how the Lord brought you out. Uh, tell your story uh, about how you got through the abuse. Uh, tell your story uh, about how God kept you uh, when you couldn't keep yourself. And so now in Acts 2, they're telling the story. Somebody said, tell the story. Y'all, can I give y'all about 20 seconds to tell your story? Can I give you about 20 seconds just to turn somebody right there? This is important. When the last time you told somebody about the goodness of the Lord? When the last time you told somebody about what the Lord has given to musicians? Give them about 20 seconds, just 20 seconds right there. Right there while he's playing. Give them, I need you to practice telling your story. Turn to a neighbor under the spirit and, and just tell your story. Tell them how the Lord kept you. Tell them how the Lord brought you through infertility. Tell the Lord how he brought you out of it. Tell your story right now. And somebody, just tell your story in this place. Peter is bold. Peter has a boldness now. You see, one time he wasn't bold. Part of the evidence is that when the Spirit of God is in you, you have a boldness that you didn't have before. Listen, there's too many Christians walking around here that y'all ain't bold. When, you get, when the Holy Ghost is filled, you have a boldness. When God has moved in your life, Peter was once afraid, but now he said, I got to tell it. I got a case of the, I can't help it. So I, I got to tell it that when I turned my back on Jesus and, and I denied him when he needed me the most, that my God never turned his back on me. I got to tell it that, that he saw the best in me when the world saw the worst in me. I got to tell it. I don't deserve what I got, but he decided to touch me anyhow. He's telling his story. And the Bible says as he's telling the story, 
and he started to preach that old rugged cross. Peter told a story. He told him he died. Didn't he die? He said, the problem is, not only did he die, y'all the ones that killed him. He told him. Sometimes that's what happens. The gospel of Jesus Christ will convict us right where we are. The Bible says that they were convicted because they didn't see Jesus for who he was. Have you ever been convicted because you didn't see Jesus for who he really was? Have you ever been convicted because you didn't really see God for who he was in the situation? They were convicted in that moment. They were pricked in their heart. And they asked, is it over for us? What can we do, Peter? He said, repent and be baptized. The Bible says that they repented and over 3,000 were added to the family on that day. Y'all heard it? It didn't say 3,000 added to the Baptists or 3,000 added to the Methodists or 3,000 added to the Pentecostal or 3,000 added to the CME. It said 3,000 added to the family, to the body. And I want to remind you that God is still moving like that. I want to show you some other evidence. Not only was there boldness when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, in the third chapter of Acts, you start to see them operate. The reason that I believe that the super majority of believers today are not filled in with the Holy Spirit is because our actions and our activities in the spiritual realm do not show it. Let's look and see what happened when, when, when Peter and John and the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they go into the third chapter and they're going to the temple to pray and they encounter this individual that was born lame. Y'all remember the story, don't you? The Bible says in Acts the third chapter, this individual who couldn't walk, who had struggled for over 30 years, he wasn't always by himself because Acts the third chapter says that he had a group of friends, a group of individuals who would pick him up every day and they would drop him off outside of the temple on their way into worship. Let me see if y'all can catch this like I caught it the first time somebody showed it to me. His friends would pick him up every day. We're going to the church, y'all. And he said, man, I'm going through. I can't work because I can't walk. I can't, I can't hardly eat because I don't have no money. Yeah, we praying for you, dog. We're going to drop you off right here outside the church so you can get what you need. And we're going to go inside. Y'all didn't catch it. He had some friends. They was the religious type. They picked up a friend and they going to the church house. They weren't going here. I don't know where they were going, but they were going to the church house. And when they got to the church, all of them came to the conclusion that he had a better chance of getting his needs met on the outside than going on the inside. How that make you feel? I'm going to tell you something. In 2022, that's how some of our friends and neighbors and relatives feel. They going through just like we going through. But they've come to a conclusion that they can answer their needs by, by, by working a little bit more overtime. They can answer their needs by looking to other spiritual authorities. They can answer their needs by trying to figure it out on their own. They can answer their needs by doing it their own way. They have concluded that oh, we will see you when you come out of the church. There's nothing on the inside that can help me, men and women of God. But I want to remind you that Peter and John show us a great lesson that the responsibility of the church is not necessarily to drag everybody in, it's to meet everybody who is out. Peter and John, they see this man that's on the outside and they encounter him, they are bold, they have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And the man is begging for what he thought that could change his situation. We talked about that a little bit last week. Sometimes we pray for and ask for what we think is gonna make it better. Well, we pray and we ask for what we think is going to turn it around. That man thought if he could get 25 cents out of Peter and John that maybe he would make it through that day. But God had something greater in store for him. Peter and John, they see the man and they said, look at us. The man is looking down. Lo, look at us. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. My God, do I have any saints in here? that you may not have the answer to gun violence. You may not have the answer to 
school shootings. You may not have the medical diagnosis, but such as I have. You see, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, you will realize that you have something that the world needs. You will realize that you have something that medicine cannot provide. You have something that cannot be purchased. You have something on the inside. Peter said, such as I have, I give unto thee. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. I want to show you something. When this happens, everybody on the outside is excited. Y'all think that people on the outside are not looking for a move of God. They're looking for a move of God more than we're looking for a move of God. Peter and John didn't have a problem until the folk on the inside, the priest, <laughs> the temple guard, the Sadducees, the religious folk heard about it. The street, the dope boy, he, 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 he was glad. Hey, that's, that's good looking, God. That dude been down a long time. I'm glad you did it. The, the, the lady of the night, she was glad. I'm so glad to see him on his feet. Listen, the, the, the wino with the, with the fifth, of, fifth of a wild Irish rose, he was glad for him, but it was the folk on the inside. They had a problem with it. Uh, what's wrong with us on the inside, y'all? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with help, help the folk on the inside, Lord. It's, and the folk on the inside, they get mad. Now watch this. The folk on the inside, they, 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 they arrest Peter and John. And they said, listen, this work that you're doing in the name of Jesus, it, it has to cease. And it has to cease right now or we will take your life. It has to cease or it cease right now or we will steal your freedom. And they spoke up and said, who should we listen to? Should we listen to God or should we listen to man? And that's a word for you today. In the middle of everything that you're going through, you're being challenged about the decisions you're making, where you know you're trying to follow God the best way you know how. People don't understand you in this season. Who am I talking? People just really don't really understand what you're trying to do. People don't really understand what you're trying to accomplish. They really don't understand the vision that God has given you. They really don't understand that, 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 that you're just trying to be what God has called you to be and do what God has called you to do. They really don't understand you're just trying to provide for your family. They really don't understand you're just trying to be what he called you to be. And it can be frustrating. But you got to be like, Peter, who are you going to listen to? Are you going to appease the folk that can't, that can't help you no way? Or are you going to listen to God? Peter decides to listen to God. They throw Peter and them out of the room. Said, man, we got to do something. They said, no, I know we want to touch them, but, but everybody believing that God is up to something. And if we touch them right now, they may come touch us. So they called Peter and John back in the room. Said, it's your last warning. You do it again. And you're going to lose something. This last warning shook them to their core. This last warning is really what I want to leave you with. It's really what I want to get to. I know some of y'all say, he a, he, he a long-winded preacher. This ain't too long-winded, but I try to help folk. And you got to understand the background to get to where we're going. So here come your help today, y'all. Come to help. Watch this. There are people... They look at the day of Pentecost as a, something that happened in the Bible two or oh, 2,000 years ago. Good for them, clap, clap, nice. But there's another crowd. I'm in the other crowd. We celebrate Pentecost not just because it happened. We celebrate Pentecost because it is happening. Right here, right now. If there was ever a question whether or not God will continue to fill the believer. If ever if there ever was a question, you thought that the moment you got, got saved, uh, that, that, that that was all the Holy Ghost that you was going to get. When at the moment of salvation, you got enough uh, Holy Ghost so that your salvation could be secure, but you didn't get enough Holy Ghost to deal with some of the haters and some of the naysayers and some of the lying and some of the cheating and some of the deception and everything that you got to do that's on your life. Watch this. I'll show it to you. It's written right here in Acts 4. All that Holy Ghost that they had in Acts 2, all that Holy Ghost they had in Acts 3, it was taken out of them by the circumstance, by the threat that came toward their life. Can I ask you a question? What has happened in your life recently that has drained the Holy Ghost out of you? What has happened in your life recently that if you was to be honest about it, you know you don't feel the power that you used to feel. If nothing has happened to you, 
then you got to be in the other crowd. Because as believers, we are on assignment to help hurt a hurting humanity. And if you have been helping a hurting humanity, you have been doing a lot of pouring out the Holy Spirit that's within you on somebody else. So in one of these categories, you end up being drained. It happens in Acts 4. Acts 4, if we can look at verse 23, I want to show you something today. I want to show you how we can deal with the fact that all of us get drained in the spirit. And the reason I call this sermon today immersion is because the word baptism literally means to be immersed. So for some of y'all that come from where I come from and it was a, 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 a fire baptized holiness church around the corner, give them a shout out if that's where you're from. When they were talking about being fire baptized, it was a reference to the fact that when the Holy Spirit came on those 120 in the upper room, it immersed them. And what I am saying that if you've been through anything in this life like I've been through anything in this life, if you've been misunderstood in this life like I've been misunderstood in this life, if you have cried at night like I have cried at night, if you have asked God to do some stuff and he, have not, he has not done it yet, if you have prayed for a breakthrough but the breakthrough has not come, certainly you know what it feels like to be drained and all I'm saying is you're in a good space because God is about to send an immersion your way. You are right where you're supposed to be today because there's an immersion just a few minutes away. So in Acts, the fourth chapter, we see how to deal with the fact that we have been drained by our circumstances and situations. Acts 4, verse 23, the first thing I want to remind you is that if we're going to be immersed with this Holy Spirit, the first thing that we will see that they were together, say, they were together. Everybody say that, say, they were together. Look at verse 23. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said in that moment. My sisters and brothers, we saw it in Acts 2. We saw it here in the fourth chapter that for this immersion to happen today, this falling of the Holy Spirit that we all need, it happens when there is unity of spirit. Just a few moments ago, before we started church, I asked the ministers to meet me in my office, and we prayed for about 30 minutes. We were unified in spirit. We prayed for God to help us so that we could be a help to y'all. We prayed for God to move like he had never moved before. We didn't come in with our separate agendas. We didn't come in saying who could pray the best and who could pray the loudest. No, we just said we just need a move of God. And that's what I want to say today, that right now, God, because God is about to send an immersion in just a few minutes, it starts with us being together. So the question is, are y'all with me? Huh? Are y'all with me today? Did you, did you come for church as usual or did you come for an encounter? Are you one of those individuals that wants to be immersed in the Holy Ghost, mind, body, and soul, filled up until there is overflow? Well, let me tell you what you need to do. The first thing that we need to do is that we have to touch and agree. Can I ask you to do that briefly? You ain't got to touch them long, but I need you to reach out and touch and agree with me right now. Listen, there's power in touching and agreeing. You see, I'm touching and agreeing right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that in the next few minutes God is going to send an immersion that God is going to send a wind that God is going to send a feeling uh, for every person that is running on empty that God is about to do it we are standing in agreement right now we don't worry about what's against us we don't worry about what's coming after us we are standing in agreement right now because when we touch and agree uh, the Bible declares where just a few of us are gathered in his name uh, he will be there also. Uh, we are touching and agreeing right now. In the name of Jesus we pray. Uh, amen. Now watch this y'all. Not only were they touching and agreeing uh, I'm going to show you how they prayed because we are a few minutes away from an immersion. Let's look at verse 24 through 29. Now check this out. Not only did they touch and agree. The second thing that they did. If we can get up 24 through 29 briefly. What they did was they prayed the word of God. If you want to pray with some power, learn to pray the word of God. Verse 24, if you're looking at it, they go forward and they start to pray. Acts 4, verse 24 through 29. And they start to pray. Watch this. Oh, sovereign Lord, 
creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, verse 25, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? Verse 26, the kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. Verse 27, in fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, who you anointed. Verse 28, but everything they did was determined beforehand according to your uh, will. Verse 29, and now, O Lord, anybody got a now, O Lord, spirit, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. My sisters and brothers, the prayer that the apostles are praying is literally found in Psalm, the second chapter. They literally go and start reading Psalm 2. Psalm 2, the psalmist is talking about the fact that the world had turned against God. Psalm 2 is talking about the fact that the world had turned against God's people. Psalm 2 is talking about the fact that the world had turned against the promised Messiah. And now they were trying to understand what was going to happen. And even though in this particular passage in Acts 4, they don't give the whole prayer, they give us enough. And if you go read Psalm 2, you'll get the rest. If you read Psalm 2, you'll realize that Psalm 2 is just like today, where people don't believe in God anymore. They're challenging everything that is said in the word of God. And even sometimes, we're not going to be honest, we the people, amen, says so sometimes we the people, we the people that are challenging what God is saying. But when you read Psalm 2, God says that he laughs at the adversary. He says that there will be victory for those that keep their hand in his unchanging hand. And so I'm just trying to remind somebody that if you want to experience an immersion, you have to know the word in accordance to your situation. My situation is not your situation, but there is a word for whatever you are going through. Your homework assignment right here in the middle of this sermon. What is the word for whatever you are going through? Can I ask you that right now? I need you to say it out loud. You see, they prayed the word, right? And something start to happen. If you got a favorite scripture, I need you to yell it in the atmosphere. Social media, if you got a favorite scripture, I need you to type it in the, in the inbox. Uh, what is the word that you lie on? Listen, we didn't come for a sermon as usual. We came for an immersion. Uh, Minister David, what's the word that you lie on? Reverend Stokes, what is the word that keeps you? Uh, I need everybody in here. Don't leave here without a word that you can rely on. Uh, if if you didn't come with a word, uh, I cannot give you one of my favorites. Uh, it's a simple reminder uh, that no weapon uh, that is formed against us uh, shall prosper. Uh, that word even talks about tongues uh, that have been spoken against us. Uh, it won't work. Uh, and what I just want to encourage you today, uh, no matter the situation, uh, no matter what's going on on the job, no matter what's going on in your body, no matter what's going on in your house, uh, there is a word for the situation. Uh, I need everybody uh, that got a word uh, to lift it in this atmosphere uh, because we have to pray the word of God. Uh, we have to pray and speak what God said. Uh, God, you said that I'm the head uh, and not the tail. Uh, God, you said that weeping endures only for a night. Uh, and when I looked up, the sun is out. Uh, so I got an expectation, God, uh, that you wipe these tears from my eyes. God, you said that I would see victory. Uh, God, you told me to pursue it. Uh, and I pursued it, God. Uh, God, I'm standing on the promises of your word. Uh, God, you said my sins are forgiven. Uh, so help me to forgive myself. Uh, God, you said you are a lifter of my head. Uh, so bring me out of depression. Uh, God, you said you are close to the brokenhearted. Uh, well, I need you to get a little bit closer. Uh, God, you said you're going to turn it around. Uh, well, God, I need you to do some turning. Uh, I'm praying what you said, God. Uh, I'm standing on what you said, God. Uh, I'm believing what you said, God. Uh, and I got a feeling uh, that everything is going to be all right. Uh, we came for an immersion today. Uh, we came for an immersion. Uh, so not only were they together, uh, not only did they pray the word of God. Watch this. Verse 30. Acts 4, verse 30. Acts 4, verse 30. Check this out. They also prayed, Acts 4, verse 30, for God's hand 
to move. Acts 4 verse 30, look at it. They prayed for the hand of God to move. Stretch out your hand with healing power. Can we stop right there for a minute? It's Pentecost. Are y'all still praying with me? Do y'all know that somebody came in here and they got a sickness that they ain't told nobody about? Are y'all still praying with me? Do you know that somebody came in here and left somebody at home who was sick? Are y'all still praying with me? I saw we came for an immersion of the Holy Spirit. And when they prayed, they said, God, stretch out your hand. Man of God, get that back up on the screen for a minute. Get that back on the screen for a minute. I need them to see it. And I know that we, I need social media to see it. It can stay up there for a minute. We can stay up there for a minute. Stretch out your hand with healing power, God. Are y'all still praying with me? Do y'all believe we can see some healing in this place today? I didn't come for churches ordinary. I came to see some folks get delivered from some mental strongholds. I came to see people get delivered from some stuff that's been happening in their body. I came to see some people get delivered from some stuff the Bible says they pray stretch out your hand with healing power I, I need every minister in the room to get up and walk these pews and stretch out your hand not by your power but in the name of Jesus every minister in the room whether you go here or not every prayer warrior in the room that knows that God has anointed you with some spiritual authority it's a healing time we came for an immersion in this place we're stretching out our hand God God. We're stretching out our hand. Uh, when they stretched out their hand, uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders. Uh, did you hear me? When they stretched out their hand, uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders. Uh, when they stretched out their hand, uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders. Uh, when they stretched out their hand, uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders. Uh, when they stretched out their hand, uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders uh, when they stretched out their hand. Uh, there was an expectation uh, of miracle signs and wonders uh, when they stretched out their hand. Uh, there was an expectation uh, that today was going to get better uh, when they stretched out their hand. Uh, there was an expectation uh, that God was going to hear their cry when they stretched out their hand. Uh, my God, uh, we would stretch out our hand. Uh, Father, I stretch uh, my hand to thee. Uh, no other help I know. Uh, if thou withdraw uh, thyself from me, uh, oh Lord, where uh, shall I go? Uh, as they stretch out their hand. Uh, give me verse 31, man of God. Uh, as they stretch out their hand. Uh, give me verse 31, man of God. Uh, everybody, as we worship, uh, we going home now. Uh, but I need you to look at verse 31. Uh, we going home on verse 31 uh, after this prayer uh, are y'all looking at the scriptures with me uh, after this prayer uh, the meeting place shook uh, and they were all filled uh, with the Holy Ghost uh, I thought they was filled before preacher uh, here's the evidence that they needed to be filled again uh, and I want to talk to somebody uh, that has been praying all morning uh, you've been praying all week uh, God God is saying after this prayer uh, he's about to shake the meeting place uh, I don't know about you uh, I feel a whole lot of shaking going on uh, is there anybody beside myself uh, you feel a shaking in your spirit uh, I don't know about you uh, but there's a whole lot of shaking going on uh, he's shaking loose some stuff uh, that's been associated with your name uh, for way too long uh, he's shaking loose some stuff uh, that has had you bound mentally for way too long uh, are y'all praying with me uh, are you believing God for a shaking uh, man of God put it back on the screen uh, the Bible said that there was a shaking in this place uh, there was a shaking in the place uh, oh Lord uh, I get it I know uh, some people gotta go home uh, and if you gotta go I will see you next week uh, but there's another crowd uh, you came to get loose from some stuff uh, there's another crowd uh, ain't nothing at home can fix it. Uh, there's another crowd. Uh, you text everybody you knew how to text. Uh, there's another crowd. Uh, you called everybody you know how to call. Uh, and so now God is saying, uh, let me shake some stuff loose. Uh, let me shake you till it gets better. Uh, 
let me shake you till it gets free. Uh, oh, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, are y'all still praying with me? Uh, do y'all see people getting delivered? Uh, do y'all see people getting set free? Uh, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, oh, my sisters and my brothers, uh, I want to leave it like this. Uh, it is that moment now uh, where you have a choice. Uh, it's that moment now right here uh, where you have an opportunity uh, to be filled afresh uh, with the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Uh, in the next two minutes, uh, I need everybody uh, that has come to be filled uh, afresh with the Holy Ghost uh, to meet me right here at this communion table. Uh, we are going to lay hands uh, and we're going to pray uh, uh, that you are filled with the Holy Ghost uh, until you are bold like you've never been bold before. We are praying uh, that you are filled with the Holy Ghost uh, until suicidal thoughts have to flee. Uh, we are praying uh, that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I need everybody to stand on their feet. Uh, I need some people to meet me in the aisle that don't mind saying I'm not a believer, uh, but I want the Lord to fill me again. Uh, fill the man of, man of God up in the name of Jesus. Uh, fill him from the bottom of his feet, Father God, to the crown of his head. Uh, fill him right now. Uh, and when God fills you, uh, your only assignment right now uh, is to give God some praise. Uh, every minister, every woman of God uh, that believes in the power of prayer, uh, we touch it and agree and fill him right now uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, fill him right now, God. Uh, fill the woman of God uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, fill her up right now, God. Uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, fill her right now. Uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, from the bottom of her feet to the top of her head. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, fill her right now in Jesus' name. Uh, fill this place, Father God. Fill my sister right now. Uh, you know what she's standing in that need of. Uh, fill her up, Father God, until there is overflow. Uh, fill up the amazing woman of God right now. Uh, touch her life, Father God. Uh, fill her right now and use her for your glory. In Jesus' name. Fill up my sister, Father God, right now. In the name of Jesus. Fill up the woman of God right now in the name of Jesus. Every minister touch and agree. We gonna touch every person that comes down uh, because we came for an immersion experience. Uh, we came for an immersion experience. Uh, God baptize us with your spirit. Uh, fall in this place afresh. Uh, it's too much going on in this world right now. Uh, it's too much confusion right now. It's too much chaos right now. Fill us up, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Fill the woman of God. Feel the man of God. Feel the woman of God. Touch ministers. Get behind me. There's a few more people. Feel every person right now in the name of Jesus. Feel the woman of God right now in the name of Jesus. Use her for your glory. Thank you, Master. Feel the woman of God right now, God. Touching right now in the name of Jesus. We feel and we touch and we are believing God. We are believing God. We are believing God. Touch every soul. Touch and agree. Touch right now. Fill us up, God. Fill us up, God. Fill us up, God. Fill us up, God. Till there's overflow. Till there's overflow. Till there's overflow. Every person. Every person. Every person. Every person. Every person. Sister Brandy. Can you, can you bless us with something? God bless you, sister. Listen. When God has filled you and you know it, the only thing that's next for you to do right this second is to worship. Sister Brandy's going to give us a song. And I just need every person that believes that God has filled them afresh to worship with her. So fresh. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Master. 